Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Number My Day for Men podcast, where we discuss all things man and God. I'm your host, DC. Join us in the fight for manhood God's way. Hello and welcome to the Number My Day for Men podcast. I'm your host, DC, and today is a Mother's Day special episode. Our guest today is my mother, Linda Chamberlain. She's a retired teacher, mother of four, grandmother of 12, and great-grandmother of four. Uh, did I get that right? Mm-mm. Grandmother All right. of 13. Grandmother of 13 and great-grandmother of four. <laughs> so how are you doing today, Mom? I'm doing great. Blessed. Good. So before we get started, I just want to say happy Mother's Day, and I love you. Thank you. I love you, too. Tell us a little more about yourself. Okay. I'm definitely a Christian. <laughs> got to use me however he uses me. I'm a Mm -hmm. nurturer. I'm a person that sees the potential in people, no matter where they're at in life, no matter how it seems, I see what God can do through them. I love music. I just enjoy being the very best that I can be. So since this is a uh, podcast to strengthen and encourage men, we're going to be talking about impact men have as fathers and husbands from a woman's point of view. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us about your father and the impact he's had on your life? My father had a great, great impact on my life. He was the man in my life that looked up to. I was always my daddy's little girl. That lets you know that I really idolized my dad, especially when I was real young. I would look at the kind of man he was and how generous he was and how giving he was. It was my desire to honor my dad and be the very best I could be. Dad was pastor for 50 years. So growing up, he was our pastor. And Mm -hmm. at that time, there was a saying that ministers' kids are the worst kids on the block. And I was (laughs) bound and determined that that wasn't going to be true. I wanted (laughs) to do everything in my power to make my dad proud of The impact my dad has had on my life is just knowing that he's a pastor that preaches and lived what he preached. And that was what was so important to me. My dad, I'll use an example of Mm -hmm. of something that I learned from my dad. We had certain relatives that only showed up when they needed money. They never, never came to visit us or any of that kind of thing. When I would come home from school and see the car there, I knew, oh, they must need something. Dad's going to give it to them. Mm -hmm. And I remember this one time the relative drove off and I said to dad, I said, daddy, gosh, they don't ever come up unless they need you to give them something. They always come up when they need money or whatever it was the need was. And my dad said, baby, am I suffering for anything? Um, I remember when my dad would come home from work, I would always run out to meet him and He would grab my hand and we would skip to the house together. I loved growing up with my mom and my dad because my dad was so loving to my mom. He used to have all these special names for her. The one that stuck with everyone was Sweet Louise. My mom was (laughs) Sweet Louise. Things that I remember about my dad. My dad was a building contractor. He was in the building field. And oftentimes where we lived, there wasn't work. And he would travel 
oftentimes he would have to travel almost three hours away. And the thing that I really loved, no matter how far my dad had to go for work, he always came back every single night. I just thought that was wonderful. We would know that uh, mom and dad are disagreeing about something. My sister and I would sit and watch mom say what she had to say. And then we'd watch dad say what he had to say. And then mom would say something and then dad would say something. That was it. There was never any tension. There was never any raised voices in our home. It was such a peaceful environment that that's what I wanted when I grew up. I said, I'm going to have that kind of marriage. My number one goal was to get married and have six kids, just like my mom and dad, because of what I grew up in. Another thing I remember is my dad was always trying to sneak and get my mom this present or that present. And oftentimes my mom would take it back because she felt that daddy had spent too much money. But I remember this one time he, he bought her a beautiful jacket. And my dad had such good taste. He always picked beautiful things for my mom. And mom was going to take it back. And I talked her out of it. I said, but mom, dad works hard to get you things. He likes to get you things. So you should keep this one. And she did. And I think to this day, she still has that jacket. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so great. I think we all, we all, growing up, we all loved dad. It was a very loving environment. And I just mm -hmm. was so proud of my dad. Even when I get in trouble at school, all they had to say was, I'm going to call your dad. And I would straighten right up. So that I would call my dad. <laughs> uh, so what's the most important lesson that he taught you? I think the most important lesson that dad taught me was to put God first. Anytime I'm distressed on anything, he would always say, put God first and everything else falls in line. And then another thing, he would say when there were people that were being mean to me and mm -hmm. unkind and all of that kind of stuff, he said, baby, pour sugar on them. It'll sweeten them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I did. I lived my life. If, if there was someone um, unkind to me, I would be sugary sweet to them. I would be overly kind and loving to them because I figured, well, how can they keep acting ugly toward me if I'm being so kind to them? So grandpa has been passed away for about five, six years now. Yes. A little yeah. over six years. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I remember because page is six. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what legacy did he leave? I think the greatest legacy that dad left for me, for God to be my all in all, to put mm. God first, to mm -hmm. trust him no matter what. Yeah. That's the, I, that's the greatest legacy he, he left me because of my faith in God, my love for the Lord. It's carried me through many ups, many downs, and has caused me to be who I am today. Yeah. So that, that's the impact that your father had on your life. Oh, uh, now, yeah. let's, now let's yeah. discuss the impact of a husband on your life. You were previously married for 30 plus years. Yes, the right. It actually was closer to 40. It was 39, a little over 39 years. And you have currently been married for two plus years now. Almost two years. Almost two years. It'll be two years in June. Can you tell us about your previous marriage and the impact that has had on your life and your family's life? Okay. 
Well, as you heard me talk about my mom and dad's relationship, the kind of home that I grew up in, uh, my number one desire was was to have that, Mm -hmm. to get married, have children, and have a loving environment, Mm -hmm. and to be married till death do us part. That was my, that was what I want. What I failed to realize is that's what I should have been praying to God about, you know, instead of just doing my own thing and the thought to pray about it didn't occur to me to be truthfully I met my first husband when I was 16 that time I wasn't even allowed to date I met him on the last day of the fair the day before I started my junior year in high school and I didn't you know I didn't think I would ever hear from him he was older stationed at an air force base I didn't think I'd ever hear from him because I had written him a letter and told him, if you're looking for a girl who, who bed hops, you need to look somewhere else. I'm a pastor's daughter. And I, my father was a man who practiced what he preached. And it was important for me to honor my dad. I didn't ever expect to hear from him again, but I think it was toward the end of October. I got a phone call on a Sunday night. Dad answered it. (laughs) (laughs) and he was looking at me real strange as he was talking to whoever was on the phone and I had no clue who it was and he said oh the phone's for you doesn't he know he shouldn't be calling this late in night who is he so um, I answered the phone and my dad stood there the whole time while I was (laughs) <laughs> while I was talking to him, waiting for me to get off the phone so he could mm-hmm. ask me a lot of questions. Who is this person? Where did you meet him? Why is he calling this late? I said, truthfully, Dad, I really didn't even know. Uh, I never expected to hear from him again. Uh-huh. That started this whole long process of breaking him down. He would call me every Sunday evening and sometimes during the week. And mm-hmm. I would hope he'd call me when my dad wasn't home during the week. We got past all of that, and then my dad finally let him take me on a date. So we we dated for three years, I believe. About three years. We got married Mm -hmm. after my first year in college. I ended up getting pregnant right away with my first daughter, and then we had three other children. And throughout the marriage, things were not good. There were some good times, but things changed almost from the very beginning. And I remember before getting married, feeling that I'm not supposed to do this. And I had given the ring back to him. But because of my fear of things that would come out with my dad and altercations and all that kind of stuff, I just said, oh, well, I'll be the best wife and things will be okay. So I chose to get married anyway. I think that was God warning me. Throughout the marriage, there were problems. Um, Yeah, there were just problems. But because I was so young and I was on the naive side, I just figured, well, it has to be my fault. I had to have done something wrong. All I needed to do was just do things better, become a better wife, be, you know, do things better. So I was always trying to improve myself and be better and just 
throughout the marriage started feeling there was just something wrong. I just wasn't good enough. So it worked on the way I felt about myself because I never blamed him. I figured I was the one that was raised in church. I was the one that should have um, made sure I did things God's way all the way. And because I didn't, so it was all, you know, it was my fault. So I'm the one that needed to make the corrections. And, and I just felt that if I prayed enough, that God would turn everything around. So I hung in there and hung in there and hung in there and hung in there, just waiting for our marriage to turn around and be a really good marriage, a marriage where my husband, I felt my husband loved me mm-hmm. rather than being sorry he married me. Uh, as the kids were growing up, he was away more than he was home. He was also in the building industry and he would have to work out of town. But rather than come home like my dad did, he chose to stay away during the week and come home on weekends. So I think that took a... Um, that wore down the marriage also. He was raised with boys and with a father that didn't show the right kind of love toward his wife also. Mm -hmm. I remember his mom talking to me when I first met her saying that he didn't learn how to be a good father and a good husband from his Mm -hmm. father. So I would have to help him. So I just figured that if I was just the best I could be, if I changed this about myself and if I changed that about myself, everything would be fine. But it wasn't fine. It was never fine. And I felt that sticking it out for all those years, instead of it being good for um, my kids, I think it was harmful. Mm -hmm. How so? How, How do you think it was harmful? Because they they went throughout uh, having the kids out of wedlock, mm-hmm. sticking with the wrong man for years. Seven years before I actually divorced, I had filed for divorce and decided that it was just not a good time. I felt I felt you all were angry and upset with them, and if I had divorced, then I felt. He wouldn't have a relationship with his kids mm-hmm. and that would be my fault. And I didn't want to be the cause of that. So oh, wow. I backed out, continued with the marriage, trying to figure things out, figure out ways to make it work. Yeah. And sometimes going to Christian marriage encounters, hoping that that would spark a new beginning. But it, it didn't work. And why do you think it didn't work? Because it takes two to make a marriage. It takes it takes two committed people to make a marriage. And it takes two people being willing to be transparent with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's something bothering, if there's whatever, that there there's no secrets between between them, being just transparent, allowing yourself to uh, be open and honest mm-hmm. with each other. Marriages work, but it takes two people working toward the same goal. Yeah. Well, mom, I got to say, I, uh, I definitely appreciate you 
sharing that with us. And I know that a difficult subject to share, I think is very important to, to really look at the impact a father and husband has, whether they take their role or whether they don't. Mm-hmm. Very important to just be honest. Yeah. And it's important to be committed to the marriage and not allowing anyone else or anything else to come between the husband and wife. So tell us about your current marriage. It's really something because I had no idea that God was sending him Mm -hmm. for me. I actually was trying to hook him up with one of my best (laughs) friends, but that was not God's plan. And thank the Lord that he knows better than I do. Right. (laughs) He's a a man where he invited me to church Mm -hmm. right away. Wanted me to go to church with him. He he's um, an intercessor, so I would he would go to prayer, and he was very consistent. That's that's what I liked about him. He was he's a man that loves family, and he wants me to be happy. That's good. The impact is that he's not a selfish man. He's a very giving man. Hmm. He's generous. He lets me be me, and it's really something because uh, my daughter. Is very protective of me and was in the previous marriage. <laughs> she would watch and watch and watch and watch, ready to pounce on him if he was not good to me. She has been totally won over. I've said his jokes. <laughs> I, I love Larry. I, and like I say this also, you know, my with my father, I love him. I keep in contact with him. I pray for him every day. With Larry, definitely an answer to a prayer. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that God put him in your life and that you're able to live your life with him now. Thank God for that. Me too. I thank God for that. Tell us how each of these relationships impact your relationship with God. When I look at the first marriage, it drove me to God. I was a Christian, so there was no way I could be angry at God. I was never angry. I felt that I hadn't done my part. So it just drove me to seek God's will for my life. What is your will for my life, Lord? It also drove me during the previous marriage, God would bring music to comfort me. So I began to write songs, Mm -hmm. Christian songs, Christian music, and that just brought me comfort. Mm -hmm. It drove me when I would see others, others struggling, other women struggling Mm -hmm. to out to them, to comfort them, to come up beside them. I don't know. It just really deepened my love for God. It really did. It strengthened me. And I remember after the first marriage, I had said I would never, ever allow anyone to get close enough to me to break my heart again. And I remember my best friend who we were teachers. We were teachers next door. Mm And she also was a Christian. And she said, Linda, what are you going to do? Play God in your life? You don't know what God has for you. And I immediately repented. And am I glad I did? Absolutely. So I got to tell you guys, uh, as we were recording this, I'm in one state. My mother's in another state. And this connection just keeps dropping. And we weren't going to be deterred to finish this recording. I believe it's just very important to talk about these issues. I mean, these are real issues that we need to deal with. So mom, what advice do you have for husbands and fathers from a a wife and daughter point of view? 
I'll say like my dad always taught us, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. Be crucified with Christ so that Christ can live through you, that Christ can reign through you and be open and honest. Transparency is so important. Men don't have all the answers. God put a wife there as a help meet for him. Amen. Right help for him. But it takes two in a marriage. And and marriage is work. You have to work at it. You have to pray together. You have to go to church together. Yes. Be willing, I guess, just to be vulnerable to each other. Mm -hmm. To listen to each other. And from a daughter's perspective, I look at what my dad gave me. It's important for fathers to love their daughters, to be the role models for their sons, be the role model that God designed men to be. That's what a son needs. That's what a daughter needs. A daughter needs to know she is loved by her father Mm. and he needs to take the time to make sure she does. Great advice. You close this in prayer. Sure. I'll have any father. I thank you that you are an awesome, awesome God, that you're omnipotent, you're omniscient, and you're always present. Your will be done through this podcast. I pray that it touches the heart of someone to do better, to surrender completely their life to you and allow themselves to be vessels to be used by you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at dc at numbermyday.com. Please visit us at numbermyday.com to find out what we're all about and to join us in the fight for manhood God's way. 